Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything and anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Hey everybody, this is Cindy Clow, and I'm going to be answering questions that people put on our Facebook group today, Dance Coaches and Teachers Unite, and I'm going to answer them as best I can, and uh, gosh, there's so many different ones. So the first one comes from Artiste Marie, and she is saying, studio owners, she's a studio owners and a coach, but these are some questions she has, downsizing for a year to make up for lost revenue. Trucking forward per usual, assuming economy will come back as it was. She said she was considering expansion, which will be held for this year, but plan that again for 21 fall. What if businesses have to close again? I feel like I have 12 different plans for the what ifs. And ironically, her dance team is bigger than it's ever been in over 10 years. So once that's allowed to start back up, she's feeling pretty good about that. All right, so I just have to say the what I was talking to one of our directors, Megan, yesterday, and she said that one of the neatest things their athletic director told them at a meeting in her hometown is, we're not going to go to the what ifs. And if you say that, it's kind of like, but what do we go to then? So we cannot control, I always say focus on the controllables, control what you can control and let go of what you can't. We don't know what's going to happen in the fall. We don't know. And, you know, the way I I think of it is, you know, think about it this way. Put it in another perspective. What if you were saying, um, what if I break my leg, which I just did a couple weeks ago. I broke my ankle. But what if I broke my ankle on the first day of class? You would never say that because you're not going to sit there and think about the what ifs. What if COVID resurfaces and we have to go virtual again? Well, then COVID will resurface and we will have to go virtual again. So I think that you just deal with it a day at a time. Yeah, you have to think things through a little bit. You have to have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C, but I'm not putting too much time planning each thing. I'm just kind of thinking about it and then move forward positively. Move forward as if things are going to happen the way you want them to happen but then have a plan to deviate or shift or pivot. You're going to need to pivot a lot. And you're a dancer, you can pivot. So think about, okay, if this happens, this is what I'll do. And try not to be like, oh no, this is happening again. Because guess what happens then? That spreads to your kids. Your kids are going to pick up the way you're thinking, okay? Um, In regards to your dance team being bigger, That might just happen with your studio too because people are getting bored. People are getting sick of being um, in isolation. The one thing I'm saying right now is if if you can do some summer classes outside and we got these big boards for our kids, I'm trying to make up right now for what I – for the what ifs, for the what if we don't get to go back in the fall. Maybe get ahead on some revenue now. Or maybe say these are makeup classes for fall and you're doing them for free. I don't know. Or maybe charge for them to try to make up for less income. But right now you can have bigger classes outside. In Minnesota, we can have 25 kids in a group. We're putting three teachers out there and one person on a microphone and we are running classes um, in the parking lot and in the street. I called the police today. They're going to rope off the street for us. We are going to have three groups of 22 or 23 going at a time. 
for some of our workout type classes and, you know, some of our bigger classes. So I hope that helps. But, um, you know, if the businesses have to close again, you'll have to face that when that happens, Artis. But right now I would keep moving forward all full steam ahead. Okay, so then somebody said next, the problem is there are not any answers available. Will there be conventions and competitions to attend next season? I can, can I put more than 10 kids in a room? It's a waiting game with 100% contingency plan and it's exhausting. And that is so true. That's why I've kind of tried to just not think about it that much. Maybe spend your time on getting ahead on choreography, getting ahead on other things. Because like I had, to give you an example, I had planned all these things with 10 kids in class and now they upped it to 25 outside. So I, I pivoted to that. So, um, you might have to just change with what's happening and get ahead on the stuff you can get ahead on. You know, plan your show, choreograph, do whatever. Look how you handled what we just went through, you guys. You did it. You planned a different way and figured out a different way. Um, <clears throat> Sarah Nugent from Alaska says, how do I get kids who are burnt out from online learning at school to get excited about online summer dance camp? And I hear you. That That's... That's hard. They're sick of online learning. And I guess what I would do for the virtual camp, um, some people are grouping in their school if they are allowed to. Some people are grouping in parking lots if they are allowed to. I know with some of our high school team, we're grouping by skill level. The advanced kids maybe go to this house in that yard and the beginner kids go to this house because the routines are um, divided by beginner, intermediate, advanced, elite. So that way, and they're actually combos, not routines as much, but that that way you could cover them and they could have kind of a team feeling. And I don't know about you guys, but a lot of my kids are are hanging out together anyway. So if that's the case, if it's their little tribe that they've been with, that's maybe who they should go to virtual camp with. We beg of you to make sure they've all paid their camp fee. And a good way to check is if they all get the swag bag that will show that they've paid for their camp fee. And we've just priced this so inexpensively for all the people that we have coming in. Look at the lineup, you guys. It's pretty incredible. So make sure to help us on that. I appreciate it so much. Um, Let's see. So how do you... Okay, Heidi asks, how do you split classes to get the amount of kids allowed when there aren't enough hours in the schedule? And if we were to split classes, that means more hours of teaching when we aren't getting paid anymore to teach. It's just frustrating. And I hear that. It's going, I just said to the people that work for me, prepare that we are going to work a lot harder for a lot less money this year. And if you know that that's what it's going to take to save your studio, you will be, you'll be happy to do it and not happy, but you know what? I'm going to be happy to do it because I'm happy to work and I'm happy to be able to try to salvage it. So think about what you can do to salvage your business. And you know what? We all worked hard to get it going a long time ago when we started probably. So maybe now you're just going to have to put in a few more hours. You may need to be creative. Some of our teachers are going to go, okay, you're, you're Zooming this week, you're live. Group A is Zoom, group B is live. Next week, it's group B is Zoom and group A is live. I don't want to have to do that, but if that's how you have to do it to keep your costs down, you could do that. And again, go outside till you can, and you can be bigger then. Uh, you can do some things where you have a lead teacher in one room and maybe one of your assistants in the other room and pipe your voice in there. We have to figure out what we can do with what we've got right now, you guys. You've got to figure out a way to make what you, you know, turn lemons into lemonade, figure out a way to do it. So 
Is the year of small group competition dancers, is it the year? Probably, you know, do I know? No, we actually are beefing up our small groups and solos this year. We're working harder on them because we feel that is something we can control. So we started earlier on them. We've already got them going right now. So that will be um, something to see. Are you limiting your classes to 10, says Alyssa. Will you be choreographing as normal? Right now, I'm not choreographing as normal. I'm not, I'm just not, um, I don't know. I don't know the unknown. So I'm going to maybe plan for formation changes. And, you know, I, I teach kick in Minnesota too. And they're saying we might not be able to hook on. God help those girls. But yeah, I'm just waiting to see about that because who knows? Um, try score sheet examples. Amelia, I will email you one. I just found it for you. So um, email me, Cindy, at justforkicks.com, and I will send you that tryout sheet. How do you keep them about excited about dance they've been doing doing for the last year until a possible uh, fall recital? That was from Bonnie. Bonnie, I finally ditched mine because I felt they weren't excited about it anymore. We may bring it bring some of our stuff back and do it at a big football game in the fall. But maybe, you know, maybe ditch it and move on. If they're not excited about it, you have to try something else to get them excited. Your excitement will spread to them. So if you're feeling like, oh, here I go, I have, and I don't mean this to you, Bonnie, personally, I mean this to all of us as teachers, they feed off how you feel. So if you can make something exciting, you know, you can make it exciting. I was talking to Megan yesterday and she goes, you, she goes, I have to tell you that you have something with your dancers that maybe no one else has because I can get them fired up to do anything. She goes, who else could have got their kids to dress up as Aladdin um, genies as high school kids and be excited about it? I like, really? You don't think? And she goes, no, I don't think other people would do that. So get them excited about what they're doing by how excited you are about it. So, um, Adding some fun into the season. If you go to our coaches clinic that we are doing, coaches and studio owners, we're adding one class called putting the fun into the season. And we're going to start with September and go all the way through the year. Uh, So that was one question you had, how to pull more out of my students, how to get routines out of that middle scoring lane. Ooh, this is a whole podcast in itself. How to make my choreography more winnable. I'm thinking of starting a team for really young kids. How do I get parents on board for that? Okay, this is a whole, this is a great one, Alyssa. You and I should have a talk together and we should go through all these things because I think it's too much for one podcast here. Um, it's like every every line is a subject and it's, it's really cool stuff. I'm excited. So I'm going to pond, we'll cut right here, Nick, and we'll cut that one out and that's a whole separate podcast. So um, Aviva says, no information. Do we lose more money or wait it out? Just lack of info. I know it's handyman boards of ed to make decisions, but this is mentally exhausting. I agree. It's mentally exhausting. So sometimes you're better to take a break and go back at it when you're fresh. Um, I, I didn't really say much for a long time to my parents. And I just posted the other night, who's ready to go back to dance outside? And it just lit up. Kids were ready. So... This question is asked by Tia in Michigan, and she just said there's, she's a dance coach, and there's so many unknowns. It's hard to plan anything, hard to move forward with a concrete plan, and um, was she talks about what she was hoping to do, and she's in a low-income area, and they haven't been able to do their fundraisers because a lot got canceled because of the pandemic. Well, the first thing I'd say, <clears throat> try some online things you can do. We have one called Simple Fundraising where the money tracks right into your kid's account, and they sell... I think there's five different things you can sell and 
they make 10 bucks. We ship it to the client for you and you don't even have to handle it. There's another one that's through simple friend raising through Just for Kicks. Email me and I can send it to you. There's also one that's bed sheets by someone. I don't know who does it, but that people have been really successful with that. I know I just did that for a college team. Um, you can also see if kids can get sponsors. You could write to all different people in your community to get sponsors. I heard of another one lately where you do a staff social media thon instead of a kickathon or a danceathon or whatever you do. You have a challenge to see how long people can stay off their phone or social media. And it's like a a way to get them to unplug. So it'd be called an, an unplugathon. And I thought that was a great idea. So, um, I, and then she goes on to ask, I also agree in the fact that we are concerned if we'll even have a competition season or not. And I go back to control what you can control. You don't know if that's going to happen. And how I'm coping with it is to just let go. You got to let go and not worry about what might not happen. So it is hard to go forward. It's hard to spend countless hours doing things. This is things she's saying. It's hard to hunt for costumes, but there will not be a guarantee of it, but you can still proceed and try. And I think that's what we need to do for our kids. And and again, have a plan B. Um, what if the competitions get canceled? Then maybe you, we will do a virtual competition. So I think things are going to get better. I think they're going to come up with a vaccine, but who knows? So if they don't, we just have to go on and um, I'm pro- I'm just progressing with all the roadblocks. Use this extra time to watch a lot of film, create the best routines you've ever had, and get your kids to conduct condition. Toy Whiteley asked about fundraisers, and I just went over two of those, so I won't go over that again. Um, Whitney says, I have a lot of, this is a different one, I have a lot of sweet little huggers on, in my classes, so I'm worried that with all the excitement of being back in dance, they'll forget the distancing policies. They're just kids after all. And when one comes to hug me, they all follow suit. So aside from asking parents to remind them, there isn't much else you could do. How do you circumvent it? Well, I would say you do ask parents to remind them. I would say you have a area on the floor and on day one, you know, you could maybe do something funny like be inside one of those, um, I can't even think what they're called, but they're like a bubble and you, you can run into people and it's like a thing you pretend fight with, but do something funny. Like, you know, put, put something around you, like a hula hoop that's sticking out from you. That just is your bubble, your space. And, and just talk to them about it. Um, I might use a microphone the first time so I can't go close to everybody and just say, Hey guys, here's what we're going to do. But it's interesting that a lot of people that teach said the littler ones are following it better than the older ones. And I don't want them to be scared. You know, we have little mats or we've even thought of doing like little refrigerator boxes that we cut cut out and they stay inside their little cage and it might work right. It might work, you know. So I guess, again, don't worry about it. If somebody comes up and hugs you, they come up and hug you and you tell them to go stand back on their little X or whatever. The next person, Leah, asks, my biggest issue right now is how do I get families involved again when they have detached so much from dance during this time? Um, I would say, you know, your excitement. Your excitement's going to bring them back. So get excited about um, the future and what it holds. She also said, I struggle with leading without fear or anxiety. You've got to figure out what that fear or anxiety is. Is it of getting sick? Um, Right now, I have two directors that work for us that have COVID and they are coping. They're getting through it. One of them was on a Zoom meeting the other day, and she looked a little under the weather, but she's she's moving, keep, keeping going, and getting through it. So again, 
um, do some things to help yourself. We're all going through probably one of the worst, you know, things we've ever gone through as business owners, as leaders. So take some time for yourself, meditate, figure out what makes you feel better. You know, um, I had to exercise. I had, if I exercise, I lift my mood and, and sometimes I have to like make myself do it kicking and screaming pretty much, you know, how like you try to talk yourself out of it. Do things that you know are going to make you feel better. Avoid things that you know are going to make you feel worse. Find a person that's an upper for you and connect with that person and avoid people that are downers. Avoid the the people that are the tour guide to the pits. You don't need that right now. You need people that are positive. And the last thing I'll say is quit worrying about the what ifs, everybody. We can't control the what ifs. So do with what you've got right now um, and, you know, make it happen. Make something happen. Get excited about it. And it, it will it maybe be different this year? It sure may be, you know. I really encourage you to try to get in long, get involved with our virtual camp, and I think it's going to be a cool thing. We're trying to have positive speakers. Oh, I didn't talk about one thing. We have these workbooks that they get to use during this virtual camp, and it is so cool. Uh, Stacy in our office was proofing it the other day, and she goes, "I want one of these. It's really cool. I, I'm. It's like goal setters, daily things, and." If you go to the coaches one, you will get one too, studio owners and coaches. You will get one to see what your kids are using, and you can use it too. You can also use it as a tool to motivate them. There will be a downloadable one for you so that you can use it too. I hope this helped a little bit. It was kind of a random all over their podcast right during COVID and just trying to help you get excited. The other thing is maybe get a... uh, pen pal studio to work with or a pen pal team. And I don't mean, you know, writing, it'd have to be, you know, through band or through, um, through email that you get each other hyped up and you do some team building games and things. During camp, we're going to have a series of team building games they do during virtual camp that they do with their teammates and connect ways to connect and have fun when you're not together. And I think this is going to loosen up. I think the fear is going to lessen. And, you know, those of us, if you've been touched with COVID in your family, uh, you know, see my, my husband's aunt has it right now. So it's, it's a real thing. But we also got to realize that, that, you know, we can't worry about everything. Like, like I said before, what if I have a, what if I break my ankle? What if I have a car accident? All that stuff can happen, but you don't sit there and worry about it. So we have to control our emotions more and try to relax and let go of the unknown. So I hope this helped you a little bit. And I know it's been a tough time. Let's all pull together. And thanks for reaching out on Dance Coaches and Teachers Unite. Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating. For more Anything But Routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anythingbutroutine.